Hey folks, before we get, begin this episode, I just want to let you know that this episode was recorded about a week ago before I had a business trip down in San Diego, so I had zero time to edit. Um, I did it as quickly as possible. It's taken me a few days. I'm not as experienced as my good pal Techie is when it comes to editing audio, but I really hope you enjoyed this. I was going back and listening to it and just really feeling like the the genuine nature of what I had to say. And I really hope you enjoyed this too. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get this started. Hey everyone, how are your ears doing after listening to that last episode? <laughs> yeah, I uh, totally messed up and didn't normalize and levelize the uh, sound transition. So I wanna just really quickly say, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was rushing to get that last episode out and uh, that's not gonna happen in this episode. But uh, anyways, hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Freezing Nomad. I'm your host, Perfect Nomad. Uh, it's been about a week or so since uh, the la that last episode, and if you follow The Freezing Nomad on Twitter, you'll understand why. Um, maybe you already know why. A lot of content creators that I know also took a little bit of a break. Um, if you don't know why, um, about 800 people were laid off at Activision Blizzard. And uh, some people I know were affected. There's nothing that I can say that'll be tasteful or tactful. So I opted to stay respectful and not voice my opinion about it. All I have to say is um, I hope those affected finds, find jobs as soon as possible. Um, it, I know, actually, I don't know. I My heart goes out to you if you were laid off from your dream job. Like It just, uh, it, it's really hard for me to talk about. I, I understand what it's like having dreams and those being crushed, but I don't understand being in your dream and being and, and having that ripped away from you. It just, oh, it, it, it tears me apart. I just, just, ugh. Ooh. I really hope you enjoy your severance pay and find another job ASAP. You, you've earned it, you damn legend. <laughs> well, with that being said, let's go ahead and get this episode started. I am a slave no longer. Well, last week when I uh, raided with my raid team, we made it all the way to Jaina on Sunday. That was a lot of fun. Um, we only got to phase two, but that was enough to kind of see the fight and understand how it works. Um, it was actually kind of funny because my it was my first time doing the Champions of Light and those two monk guys, or guy and girl, I, I, whatever, it doesn't really matter. You're, you're, you're biting their ankles and fighting them and shooting lightning bolts at them. I don't really have time to uh, see the models. <laughs> but yeah, it was my first time doing that. And uh, after we cleared that, it, there was that whole Jaina se sequence where she's throwing down freezing stuff and making you all cold and you get stuck in ice blocks. It is the worst trash I've ever experienced in World of Warcraft to this day. I hate it, I don't like it, but it was still fun to do it for its first time. And it's challenging, so but I, I think that's what I like about this this raid is that like everything has like its different levels of challenge, and once we get used to it, and by we I mean the player base. Once the player base gets used to it, it's going to be a breeze, and I'm sure somewhere down the line it's gonna be like, oh, Blizzard doesn't care about their uh, the, the designs and everything's too easy. <laughs> that was a little joke, but. Yeah, I mean, I had a lot of fun doing that, and uh, we got all the way to Blockade. We finally progressed and defeated Blockade. Um, it, it took us about, I want to say, two hours to do so. We just we kept losing one person at the beginning of the fight. The uh, the big 
boss at the end, he kept getting too much charge and wiping us. We were trying to figure out how to handle the, the ads. I, uh, Demon Hunter and I, we opted to just run out of the melee zone and just be on ad duty. And I felt really useful because I have Frostbrand. And I, I worked that into my rotation anyways because my Azerite talent pieces increase my mastery when I use Frost. And I want mastery for this that Rockbiter build I told you about, or the Primal Earth build that I told you about last week. So I already have that in my rotation. And Frostbrand applies a slow onto your weapons. So I'm already like just constantly slowing things anyways when I can. So I just, and, and I have Ghost Wolf. So I was already running back to the back and then the Demon Hunter was also slowing. So we were like on ad duty with the with the range DPS. So that was really exciting because we were just like running back and forth and it didn't matter about the DPS, how much we were doing. We just needed to make sure they were slowed. And we got all the way to the end at 0.3%. We only had like three people alive. We're like, oh, let's do it. You can do it. And then boom, we just got wiped and all of us in Discord were just screaming. I think I had scared my cats. <laughs> like they all scattered when I was like, no. I didn't slam my fist on the table, but I might as well have. I was so <laughs> broken hearted. <laughs> There's a clip of that, Techie Taco, he actually, he was streaming and then he clipped that. It's it's pretty funny to hear everybody scream. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I haven't played a lot of World of Warcraft this week, but uh, I just, this these last two weeks in February, I'm slammed with work. I had a really weird work schedule over Friday and Saturday where I had to work from 1.30 all the way to 7.30 at night or something like that. And then I had a morning shift the very next day at 5.30 all the way to like 11.30. So I was dead tired. Like I just, I had zero time to be playing World of Warcraft. I, I didn't have any time to play any games anyways. So I had just been like looking up stuff about WoW and other games I've been playing. And uh, I discovered that 8.1.5 has a freaking quest with Scroll Sage Nola where, uh, you know, you're... She's all about the circle of life and everything. And you get to play as one of the crabs to stop a turtle from reaching the water. I don't want to do that. I've been helping the turtles make it to the water this entire expansion. Now you're telling me I have to be a crab and be crabby about it and pick up a turtle and crush it. Like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but, I mean, that, that's cool. You know, different quests, more things to do. I like that. I think it's really, really cool. And then, like, let's see. And then 8.1.5 also has Coltiran humans and Zandalari trolls. I want all of that. I want to play my Zandalari troll right now. Like, I I want a Zandalari troll. I have a Blood Elf Paladin that I played all through Warlords and a little bit of Legion. And I'm going to scrap her just to play a Zandalari troll paladin. Like, they are so freaking cool. I like the Coltiran humans, but the Medieval Times part of me with our pirates neighbors kind of makes me go, Ooh, pirates, I don't want anything to do with that. Not really, but I want nothing to do with Coltiran humans. I want the Zandalari trolls. I am a fat human male. I don't want to play one in game. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I made myself laugh. Oh, goodness, but... Yeah, I mean, jeez, <laughs> I'm so silly sometimes. Um, but yeah, <laughs> um, and what else did I say? Oh yeah, Arathi Basin and Warsome Gulch are getting reworked, which is really exciting for me. I used to do a lot of PvP back in Burning Crusade days, and I haven't done a lot of PvP since. Actually, I think I did PvP with that one Wintergrass thing in Cataclysm. I don't remember what it's called. I played a lot of it. Anyways, I'm getting off track here. But yeah, I'm excited to see the Warsome Gulch and Arathi Basin rework. That's cool. I mean, those are like one of the oldest things in the game. You can see like all their uh, old polygonal 
Warcraft history things in the current Battlegrounds right now. And to see all that get updated is going to be really, really neat. Um, I think that the Night Savers from that else should get, you know, an update. I think a lot of things need an update. It's about time. You know, I, I love the way World of Warcraft looks. And yes, all the nostalgia is great and everything. But we're going to get all that with, uh, with Classic anyways. And that's really cool for people who want to play Classic. Because if you're already paying for World of Warcraft now, you're going to get attacked on anyways. So you just pay for... Is it? I don't remember. But anyways, yeah. Vanilla is coming out soon, I think. Well, don't quote me on that. I don't know. I don't, that's not going to be my thing that I play. But yeah, it, old World of Warcraft stuff is still cool. And I like the fact that Blizzard gives you the option to revert back to those old character models on the fly. I think that's really, really neat. Why, hello again, Squire! So, Overwatch League. Yeah, that's a thing now. It's back, baby. Let's go. I'm excited for that. I've, I've been trying to keep up with Overwatch League so far. <clears throat> Mostly with my, uh, my Valiant boys. Uh, but I got a new favorite team. And, it, I mean, it's still going to be Valiant, but I like the Hongju Spark. I, I, I like their social media. I like their, their fans. Um, they got a great color scheme. It's pink and teal. Right up that retrowave alley that I've been really into lately. And, uh, yeah, when, they, when, they, when they're going up against the team, whoever does, like, their social media, they'll post, like, a little gamer poster. Because at the Hongju Spark, it looks like uh, their mascot is, like, a TV head robot-looking dude. Like, if you ever watch Fully Cooly, he kind of looks like Conti. Or Canty, whatever, however you want to pronounce it. He kind of looks like that guy. But, like, they'll make references to old video games. So, like, for example, when they were going against the London Spitfire, they had they, they made a poster to make it look like one of those top-down flyer bullet hell shooters. So, like, the little Hangzhou Spark guy was the little player plane that you control. And the London Spitfire was, like, a giant biplane boss just shooting out bullets. And... I got like a wave of nostalgia seeing that because I used to spend so many quarters on those type of games. <laughs> and then when they were fighting Valiant, they had like a, they had that same little mascot dude with a sword fighting against Vala, the, the Valiant mascot. So I, I like that. And then once Hongju Spark, spoiler alert, once they won, I, the, the next poster that they posted was the Vala mascot and the robot dude getting married. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was hilarious and people ate that all up because not only do they have like that mascot a, a, a fan also made a mascot for them which is like an anime girl with like cotton candy hair like half blue half pink with like two of the uh, the finger guns that that's their uh, little spray or icon <laughs> it's like oh it's canon now like they're they're a couple <laughs> like it's super cute I love what fans do with the teens it's it's a lot of fun um, but I also bought the all access pass and I don't regret doing that whatsoever if you don't know what the all access pass is it's um, it's it's for those people who watch overwatch league on twitch and they added a command center so whoever's wh is it whoever whomever whomever's playing at the time you can look at their point of view at, on the fly so let's say Valiant's playing and I want to watch space and his diva play I go and click space at the very top and then it, it'll change to his point of view as it, it live. So, like, I get to see everything that he's seeing. And if I want to go see, like, the both teams and the little map in the corner, there's, like, a little channel where it has, like, the live feed. It has an overview map with, like, all the character icons. And you'll see where, they, where they're at in real time. And then I think, if I'm not mistaken, you'll see, like, the live point of view of a player. I don't remember. I, I don't actually use that one because everything is a little tiny. 
but I still think that's really neat to see like positioning. Um, if you're hardcore into Overwatch, positioning is like a really huge thing, and it's it's really fun to watch. Like, you you, you can't hear the players what they're saying. You you only can hear the commentators, but just to kind of like figure out the thought process of the teams as they're fighting like oh this Ana is going to stay in the back over here and this Reinhardt's going to push here or this Reinhardt's not going to push unless he's with his team or they're not going to push at all and Reinhardt's going to distract while the entire team goes on the side and then Reinhardt's going to rush in because Ana's healing in the entire time and then like the other team's going to get decimated because they don't see them getting pinched in because they're focusing on the Reinhardt it's just things like that it's really interesting like just like the reaction and and like the action that's going on like in real time so it's really fun to like watch a player's point of view and then get some ideas for your gameplay now i haven't been playing a lot of overwatch because i've been playing another game i'll touch on that subject later but it's really fun to like watch that and then play the one or two rounds that i do a day and just like apply that and no, I'm, I'm not saying I'm pro or I'm going to like always do that, but it's really fun to like learn some tricks and then apply that and then have it succeed. And I, I think it's worth it. You also get 500 bits. And if you stay watching it or if, you know, you have it playing in the background while you're doing something else, you know, sometimes people cheer and then those cheers unlock bits on your Twitch account and you can use those little, little, it has a chance to actually unlock emotes. And then you can use those emotes in other people's channel or your own channel, if I'm not mistaken. And they're cute. Like I have the Ash, Ash one. I have the Doomfist, Diva, the one that says GG, 200 IQ. Yeah, I have all sorts of stuff. Um. In fact, I cheered during the uh, Toronto Defiant versus Valiant. Oops, sorry, I hit my microphone there. I, I got the, um, <laughs> it was actually kind of funny. So I cheered all 500 bits on the Toronto Defiant versus Valiant, and I was really hoping, crossing fingers, for the Valiant icon. And I freaking got the Toronto Defiant as the Toronto Defiant won against Valiant. I was like, what the, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, oh, and also with the All Access Pass, you also get a special chat. So there's Overwatch League chat, and then it's just normal Twitch people just spamming away and doing whatever they do, just talking the smack, you know, begging for all access passes. And then there's all access chat, which is a lot slower, but it's a lot tamer. And it's the chat is pertaining mostly to the game, obviously. You know, and there's people talking about strategies, you know, there's people spamming emotes like in conjunction with what's happening so like it's really exciting it's like being in a room just like cheering on with people so that's fun that that's that's one twitch chat worth watching there's i i firmly believe the only twitch chat worth watching is the overwatch all access pass chat and then whatever streamer small streamer whatever you're watching their chat <laughs> those are the only two chats worth looking at in twitch my new favorite player i would have to say right now is uh is swan of florida mayhem because i was watching florida mayhem versus i don't remember what team and uh i i was watching swan's point of view because he was playing hammond i didn't think hammond would get any play in this meta in the overwatch league but i was severely wrong because watching this dude was so much fun this guy was like everywhere like and they couldn't do anything about him like they could they could barely kill him and he was doing some crazy ass combos like i watched on um i forget what map it is one of the newer ones italy with the boats whatever uh the second point like there's a big staircase and like right around the corner is the payload <coughs> there's a big staircase and right around the corner is the other team pushing the payload 
end. There's a big staircase and right around the corner the other team is pushing the payload. Well, the one team was up on the staircase and Swan came around as Hammond, swung around somehow and just booped all of them off the point and then slam dunked them and they were all still up in the air and right when he landed he used his ultimate with all the mines and then like they freaking exploded it was such a cool play to watch like i would never have thought of doing that like it's just it's so much fun to watch like these pro players and you like they show you why they're pro like it's kind of funny because when we're watching overwatch league it's easy to fall into that trap of oh i could do that i do that anyways i do that at home but it's so much more than getting picks so much more than winning it's it's all about the teamwork the dedication the hard work that goes into being on a team because it's not you versus the enemy it's your team versus the enemy and a lot of people don't understand what it means to be on a team so and that and that's why I always really like the Valiant because like they're they're a really strong team like win or lose like they they just work so well together and I I remember being behind stage and going into their room and preparing for their walkout and just seeing like the camaraderie with that team like you know they're high fiving each other like talking with each other yeah they're talking strats and you know if if like somebody respectfully disagreed with each other like they didn't like get mad at each other for it you know and it's fun to watch like the social media people to uh you know post the cool things behind stage you know like the personalities and that's what i like about teams if if, if a team has a personality i like them if they're just there to play a game and make some money i don't really care i don't care about you <laughs> but with with that being said um on the social media side um steve fortin Steve Fortin, he just recently left the Los Angeles Valiant team, uh, their social media stuff, um, and he, he was incredible, fantastic guy. If you follow the Los Angeles Valiant on, uh, on Twitter, then, he, uh, then, then you've seen a lot of his work. Um, I, I don't know why he left. I don't, I don't know if he was let go or if he left on his own volition, but I wish him the best, and I'm really excited to, to see what he has in store. If you, if you don't follow him, it's at Steve Fortin on Twitter. He's got some amazing things on his profile. He's a really cool guy. I've met him plenty of times in person. Really kind-hearted, sweet soul. Awesome dude. And he deserves a shout-out. So wish you all the best, man. Good luck in your future endeavors. And then uh, also on the Overwatch League, I just wanted to shout-out Steve real quick and talk about this. Um, I noticed that there's a, 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 a stale meta going on right now. Um, and, and uh, that was kind of like that last season as well uh, with like the Widow versus Widow blah 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 See, I feel like that was more exciting it's like oh who's going to get headshot first who's going to do the headshotting first this one it's the GOATS meta and if you don't know what GOATS is it's uh, 3 tanks 3 DPS and you know 6v6 usually that's uh, kind of unheard of because Overwatch even in the hints they say you need a well-balanced team you know some dps most people run 222 which is two dps two tanks two two supports well goats is all about like a goat you know brute force high sustain like goats they just go freaking at it like when they're have you if you've never watched a goat fight go on youtube and type in goats fighting and they'll ju they're just slamming each other in the head and that's and that's how they greet each other that's how they say hello and that's what it is in overwatch they just two teams just smashing into each other who's gonna die first who's gonna give up first who's gonna fatigue first and that's what it's happening that's what it has been for like most of these matches 
and I really hope this gets shaken up. Um, it's a little, I don't want to say it's boring to watch, but it's kind of like, oh, well, if this person dies first, or if this certain character dies first, then this team is probably going to win. And the casters do a fantastic job of keeping it interesting with their commentary. And, you know, some of the players get fatigued and they switch out and they, you know, they they try different things and they keep it interesting. And, you know, they want to win. But uh, GOATS is kind of, uh, all right, it, it's cool to watch, but not every freaking match. But that's just my opinion, you know, and it seems that a lot of people share that as well. But, hey, there's nothing wrong with GOATS and there's nothing wrong with teams running it because they're all trying to win and you know we at home play for fun but we have to keep in mind that they are playing for a championship they're playing for actual money and they train every single day to to be winners so they have to do what's in place like the meta they have to do the meta in order to win they have to play it that that's just exactly what they have to do so i don't fault them and i don't think other people should either and you know it's it's kind of lame to see people like ah the goats made a blah 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 and like just typing out all their junk onto uh, the social media at casters at players and um, yeah I yeah I mean it's the internet there's toxicity everywhere and you know we're not gonna stop that anytime soon unfortunately I just don't see it happening anytime soon of people just you know not being toxic um, even after losses I see people typing in some really nasty mean letters to, to to losing teams and losing players and that's really uncalled for uh, even freaking uh, Matilda Seamus the the girl who voices Brigitte she tweeted out a picture of a conversation that somebody sent her and basically the guy said I'm just paraphrasing here uh, they said I just want to let you know that Brigitte ruined Overwatch paraphrasing again it was something of that context and she was just like baffled she's like why do people send me these kind of things like all i did was voice the character like she's like i like the game and it's fun and it's not fair that people dislike me because of a character in a video game and it sucks it really does when i met Keith silverstein same thing people said the same exact thing to him about torbjorn and he told me the story too uh of, like how people were like oh i hate your freaking character like I don't think that people realize what they're saying. It's like, oh, I hate you because of this character. It's like hating Joffrey from Game of Thrones, going up to the character, like the the character actor, being like, I hate you. I'm glad you died. That is so vile and that is so rude. Like you just don't do that to people. <laughs> it's just mean. Like don't go up to voice actors and just be like. I don't like you because your character sucks <laughs> and I can't believe that has to be said and it, it sucks and I'm sure Matilda Seamus is a really nice kind person most of these overwatch voice actors are I've met them <laughs> they're incredible people so for someone to go out and be like you suck because your character sucks and I don't like your character you you, you suck <laughs> if you can't say something intelligent then don't say anything at all so speaking of negativity we might as well brush up on this topic heroes of the storm how's that game doing well heroes of the storm has been heroes of the storm for me i'm still playing quick match it's still a game that's there for me to to play when i don't want to play overwatch or anything else um i've said before i have a love-hate relationship with mobas in general and i i love heroes of the storm for what it is i i love the isometric kind of like it's it's not 
diagonally slanted like League of Legends. It's kind of more like horizontal. I like that, so like I get more of the battlefield. I love the characters. I, I don't remember if I mentioned, but Heroes of the Storm is what got me into more Blizzard games, such as StarCraft and Diablo. I freaking bought Diablo. Th uh, I bought Diablo three and played Monk because of Karazhine. Because when Karazhine came out, he was so much fun to play. Like it, I've never seen like a healer just run in, heal, and just like and just like punch the crap out of you. That was fun. <laughs> So, yeah, but yeah, so that's what I like. I like Heroes of the Storm. And generally, like, I'm a pretty decent player. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a pro or anything, but I'm pretty good at the game. So, like, I already know all the tricks. I know the ins and outs. I know how to go for kills. I know how to back out. Whatever. I, I don't mean to gloat. So, I, I like playing the game as a DPS. And I like, uh, I like dominating other people <laughs> in competitive games. Like, it just makes me feel so superior you know like it just you just have to be superior in order to play competitive games you cannot let these peasants forget their place <laughs> and that's why i play a lot of kill floss <laughs> um speaking of kill floss my favorite build right now on him is just a pure auto attack build so you go all the you, you pick all the talents that are a passive for your verted spears so you press d and then he does two magic attacks and it increases your spell power and then you throw living bomb and then you hit d again you do your two auto attacks again and then let the living bomb explode and then you put a living bomb on them and then you power blast them nobody can survive that it is so much fun and people cannot figure out like why this kill thoughts is is like not like dying or why there's no flame strikes because there's nothing to to project okay so here's my theory when Kael'thas has been in the game for so long now people like look for the flame strikes they see Kael'thas they're just like oh flame strike just gotta dodge that but when the Kael'thas is not throwing out flame strikes like what do you do like he's throwing out un <laughs> undodgeable magic attacks like what do you do then and let me tell you absolutely nothing <laughs> it's just it is so much fun to see like people try to dodge a flame strike because they're trying to predict it i'm just like nope i'm just auto attacking you man <laughs> just, i have so much fun with that build highly recommend trying it because you know what let me tell you there is so much hate and vitriol right now within like the heroes of the storm community because of everything that's happened play whatever you want do whatever you want but still try to win Try wacky builds. Who cares? People are going to be mad anyways. You know what? Now's the time to play whatever you want, however you want. I see Lost Vikings now. I see so many Abathurs. I freaking see Murkies doing whatever they want. And, like, we're still winning. <laughs> so, why not? Another one of my favorite builds is a Leoric build. I play him like a Siege. He's got, like, two talents on his Q where he smashes all the minions and it does more damage. Um, if minions die around him, then he can restore some health and some mana. So he's got freaking high sustain, and you grip somebody with his W, and you just chase him down. You lock him down with your, your ultimate. They're dead. It is freaking fun. And if you die, just stay around the lane where everybody's fighting, because those minions that die around you, they heal you in your ghost form. So you come back even quicker while you're using your abilities to come back. So like he's, there's, he's just an ominous presence all around and he never freaking dies it's just so much fun <laughs> but yeah dude if you're gonna do this 
do it in quick match. I don't even touch unranked. I don't touch rank. You know what? That's this isn't the game where I play ranked. So who freaking cares? Do whatever you want. Um, but even so, like I feel like Heroes of the Storm is still a fun game. I don't think it's dying. I do think it needs a little bit of help with its player base, and it really doesn't help that everything that happened with uh, HGC and all the Blizzard layoffs. Um, there's really only two Heroes of the Storm podcasts now. I was really sad to see Core get rebranded. Um, I listened to Core for, you know, the, those hosts and their talks of Heroes of the Storm. Like, their, the, their enthusiasm and love for the game made me want to play it. And them talking about different games on Core just felt a little weird to me. And um, I kind of disagree with the rebranding but i completely get it like i'm still gonna listen to it um and i recommend that you do too because scott johnson Bo, and john are just fantastic hosts like just their synergy is just so much fun but it's just it's weird to see i have to make a brain shift like now core is about general gaming and like core gaming and not just heroes of the storm core but good luck to them and i'm still gonna keep listening um and also Lords of the Storm, that's gone now. They just had their uh, their final episode live on Wednesday. All the Zords are moving on to bigger, bigger and better things, and I wish them the best. Their podcast was a lot of fun to listen to. It was like lagging balls, but with the structure. <laughs> and I wish them all the best. And um, y'all should follow the Zords, Multi-Zord, and everybody else. You should definitely follow them and see what they're up to because they are fantastic personalities and they deserve their following. <laughs> but I think all in all, Hot isn't dead, but the negativity surrounding it is going away. So don't give up on Heroes of the Storm. I know I won't. And keep playing it. It's a great game. Don't, don't let go of it. Hang on. Hang in there. BlizzCon, we're probably going to get something really freaking cool. Hang on to Heroes of the Storm. Brightwing like you lots. Please be friend. Oh, please. Oh, please. Apex Legends. Freaking Apex Legends. I can... Okay. I love Blizzard games. Y'all know me. The Freezing Nomad is all about Blizzard games and general gaming. But this game... I cannot get enough of this damn game. Like, I... Battle Royale games. I don't like them like at all i just i didn't like PUBG. i cannot stand fortnite h1z1 no i never tried arma ring of elysium was all right i was that that's the game that made me like okay that's cool realm royale i i, I was prepared to love it i was so on board with it and then it just i don't know what happened but this game apex legends freaking everybody's playing it and there is no lack of people there whatsoever it's a fun game I cannot get enough of it. I want to keep talking about it. I, I, I want to get this podcast over with so I can go and play it. <laughs> um, I I cannot give this game enough praise. And what's really strange to me is that this game was... I if Okay, don't, don't hate me for getting my information wrong, but EA was behind this game. They published it. It's on Origin. And it's so weird to me because not too long ago, people were just on the EA hate bandwagon. Like, oh, EA sucks. Anything EA makes is garbage. Don't support them. Brr. Where was all that when Apex Legends dropped? <laughs> just, I, 
I'm so impressed with their marketing tactic. Like they had all these top streamers play it behind the scenes, get used to it, like it, blah, blah, blah. It got released and they had all these top streamers playing it. Shroud, Dr. Disrespect, whatever. They were playing it and making their viewers like really interested in it. So then their viewers downloaded it, word of mouth, bam. And everybody was freaking playing it. It, it was like an overnight sensation. And it, it, it's, it's, it's worth it. If a game is going to get that much exposure that quickly, what does that say about the game? It's a fun game, It's it plays well, and there's an, an intensity to it that's kind of unique to the game itself. But yeah, and it also has unique characters, like things like I had never seen before. Now I never, it, it's a variation of the Titanfall 2. I never played Titanfall 2 before, but whatever is in Apex Legends, if it's in Titanfall 2, I wanna check that out. And I probably should, but I've been playing a lot of Mirage. Mirage is a character in Apex Legends. He, um, he's, he's kind of silly. He's, he talks about pork chops a lot, <laughs> um, and he's got this ability where he can set out a decoy, and it, he, and when, when he's shooting out his decoy, he's like, "Look at you! You got bamboozled." I like that word, <laughs> bamboozle. <laughs> and it even counts your bamboozles in a in a tracker. But what's really special about him? is when he sends out his decoy and somebody damages it or shoots at it, it reveals their location. Like, oh, there they are. So that's important information. Information in Apex Legends is key. You want to know where your enemies are at because they can sneak up on you. They can snipe you. They can hit you from all sorts of angles. And, and that's the intensity to this game. Like, you don't know where people are at until they start shooting. The sound is so good in this game. If somebody... Okay, so if somebody is fighting, like, up on a cliff in a little house and you're going through the caves, the freaking gunshots will echo, even though they're not in the cave. Usually like in video games, it's only gonna echo if you're in the cave, not if you're just like outside. Like, the, I don't know how to explain it, but like the sound ricochets and you can kind of go where the fighting's happening. It's it's incredible. It's it's just, a, just try it. Just try the dang game. Everybody's talking about it. Garrett and Kyle for, uh, Garrett, Garrett Weinzerl and Kyle Ferguson from Into the Nexus, they made a podcast called Enter the Apex. And they're just doing their uh, Heroes of the Storm podcast, but Apex Legends style. And I love their structure. I like them as podcasters. And they're podcasting about Apex Legends, so go check that out. There's also another thing I want to talk about really quick. Techie Taco and I, Perfect Nomad, we started a new podcast called Blizzmates. Kind of like roommates, but blizzmates. Yeah. <laughs> it's a podcast where we get to know each other. We we, we became friends with the Lagging Balls Discord or community. And he just reached out to me one day and asked if I want to start a podcast. And I said yes, because I want to get to know him. And that's the premises of it. We are just two dudes who play Blizzard games getting to know each other. And we're going to take a few episodes to uh, get to know each other and whatsoever and we're gonna start inviting other people on so we get to know them and create a community around it if you want to check that out it's at blizzmates on twitter and the podcast is called blizzmates the icon is ar emojis of him and i go check it out it's hilarious i i laugh so much it's also expletive but hey you know and this podcast is clean if you want your raunchiness go to blizzmates <laughs> there's a new freaking review on itunes that i wasn't expecting by uh clea taurus i'm gonna read this out 
Anthony provides a casual perspective on all things Blizzard. This isn't the kind of show that scoffs at the new player or expects you to know every bit of meta information. This is a show for folks who love Blizzard, nerd culture, and a cool host. Oh, thanks. I find myself nodding along to a lot of what Anthony has to say. I enjoyed this podcast for its genuine nature, and I hope you will too. Thank you, Clear Taurus. Dude, like, that is the number one thing I've been trying to portray on this podcast this entire time. Like, just the, the genuine open nature of it. Like, I don't want people to, to feel like they need to know every single information about Blizzard games. Because I sure as hell don't. I don't have the time for it. I just want to share my experiences in my weekly time of gaming. I, I have limited time and, you know, I'm here by myself while I wait for Gabrielle to come home from work and I want to talk to myself <laughs> and, and put that in your ears. <laughs> so thank you, Cleotaurus, for your awesome, awesome review, dude. That means a freaking lot to me. <laughs> and also thank you to those who gave me uh, some quick feedback about my last episode. I did brush up on something I was a little hesitant to. Um, it I was a little little skeptical about talking about what had happened with you know who um and thank you to those who reached out and let me know like hey it's okay to talk about that kind of thing because i want to start taking a stand and saying like yeah it's really okay to start talking about these things because it's extremely extremely important to make light of like, these terrible things that happen to people in our gaming community like we need to let people know that if you were going to do a really shitty thing then people are going to know and like there are consequences to your actions if if you're gonna sit there and dm somebody and say some really nasty things you know chances are people are gonna know and even if it's not public people are saying stuff behind closed doors so concert there are consequences to your actions you know, uh, th this is an awesome quote that I asked Zendara for her permission to, to say this on the podcast. And she says, if jerks can be loud, we can be loud about stuff we love and think is important. You go, girl. <laughs> I 100% agree with that. And uh, thank you, Ali, for letting me know that that's important as well. So thank you, everyone, for your for your feedback. It helps me. And, you know, maybe somebody who's listening to this needs to hear that, too. Move that out of here. So another thing that happened within like these these two weeks, it's about freaking Apex Legends. And this and this is the danger of having a public forum. So when I was playing Apex Legends, there's a character in there who his name is Caustic. And dude, look, he sounds like Soldier 76, Fred Tatascore. So I looked it up. There was two freaking sources that said it was Fred Tatascore behindthevoiceactor.com and an article that I found that specifically stated that it's Fred Tatascore. Behindthevoiceactor.com is pretty accurate <laughs> when they credit people, okay? You still with me? So I tweeted out a picture of Caustic and Soldier 76. It was a transparent one so the background got all wonky. This is a legitimate tweet. It's still up there. I didn't delete it for, for this reason so I can talk about it on the podcast so you can go back and look at it. I put it up there, and one of the person who runs Overwatch today, love you, man. I I appreciate you, and I don't fault you for this whatsoever. Like it's 100% okay. Like I I don't care. It's, you're great. I love what you do. He screenshotted it and then posted it on on Instagram, and he didn't he did the correct thing. 
he credited the source that he got it from. So he left my my name and everything in the screenshot and then posted it on his Instagram on Overwatch today. And that's okay. Like I believe that you should credit people for like their stuff. He did the he did everything properly and bad respect to him. And that's what he does and that's why I like him. That's why I follow him. He is a great content creator. He makes memes and stuff about Overwatch and he wanted to share with his followers this information. And I am sure that he also looked it up and saw those sources. So he thought also it was legitimate. So then this thing blows up overnight with like over 2,000, 3,000 likes on Instagram. I wake up the next morning to just like a plethora of followers on Instagram. And I'm like, huh, the bots must be out today. So then I'm just like, I'm ignoring it. I'm just like, okay, whatever. And then my buddy Scott <laughs> sends me a picture of the screenshot on Overwatch today. And I was like, oh, that's why. Okay, cool. So I go in and I comment. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's why, you know, this thing is blowing up. You posted it. Cool. And then I start getting mail. And some of it read like, Oh, you freaking idiot. It's not Fred Tadascore. It's not Soldier 76. It's J.B. Blanc. Go look on IMBD, you freaking noob. Paraphrasing, of course. So I'm like, huh, that's weird. IMDB.com. Enter. Cool. J.B. Blanc. All right. Behindthevoiceactor.com. Two conflicting things. This article. Another conflicting thing. What is the truth? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And then another fan page screenshots that and then rips that content from overwatch today posts it on theirs and then credits overwatch today and then i start getting more hate mail and comments saying like oh you're a freaking moron it's jb blanc and i'm like holy crap what is going on so i'm like was 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 i dumb like did i miscredit this so i go back on behindthevoiceactor.com and those mother effers changed it to jb blunt so i look like a freaking moron on the internet crediting the wrong freaking people and i just had enough of the hate mail and all the comments and stuff so i defend myself and i post my story i posted on instagram and i had to pin it on my twitter like my story like this is what happened this place credited it this place also credited it i thought it was the truth i wasn't expecting to get this kind of traction cut me some slack it was an honest mistake guys like go away and then the, the dude who runs overwatch today bless his heart he was like i'm so sorry and then he deletes the post oh i felt so bad like i didn't i didn't know how to like talk about it i was just i just let it be i was like it's all good it's all good so i just sit there and like his stuff like no we're cool we're cool we're cool <laughs> and then like you know i it, about a week has passed and i thought all right the dust has settled nobody hates me anymore and then i get a freaking reply like on saturday it's and this guy says Oh man, I had to scroll for hours to find this tweet. This is hashtag fake news. And I'm like, oh my god, dude. And I was like, and then and then I get petty and I quote tweet it and I say, obviously you uh, didn't read, even though you scrolled through all my timeline on Twitter, you didn't see the post where I explained myself. And bless your souls to those who uh, came to my, to my rescue. <laughs> I appreciate y'all. But that has been my week.
and it's just been a wild ride it's been fun like it it's all good but that's the danger of like reposting stuff you know if, of reposting art like some things don't get credited and some people don't want their stuff to actually be out there so you know there's a lesson to be learned there and hopefully you can learn from from post from my story of posting on a public forum <laughs> i have no time for games well that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of the freezing nomad i had a blast i it's been about almost two weeks now since i did another episode um and that's just work constraint i didn't forget i just had zero time because i'm doing a new podcast that i want to spend a little bit more focus on i'm working a ton and you know life life is good um i i mentioned this on the last episode i was kind of hesitant to talk about this um but i sought out some help from my doctor um, i had actually talked about this like you know in some communities and i'm an open person if anybody asks me a question i generally will tell them you know an answer um, and I want to be open about this because, you know, there's a stigma behind it. But I am now on um, antidepressants. I am on the generic form of Cymbalta, if I'm not mistaken. I'm on Duloxetine. Um, I feel so good. Like, I just, I feel better. My, my moods have normalized. I feel generally happier. And it sucks that it's taken some medicine to do that. But that's why there's medicine. That's why there's people out there to, to help you. You know, it's, there is a stigma like, oh, if you take antidepressants, you know, you, you're, there's something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with me. There is just a chemical imbalance in my brain that's blocking some receptors from making me feel happy, you know? So I just, it's like, it's like my asthma. There is something physically wrong with my body. So I have to take all sorts of medicines to normalize my normal human function of breathing. And it's the same thing with these, these these pills my my brain has a chemical imbalance and these these pills help with that they they normalize they normalize me so you know i i'm so glad i reached out for some help it's been about a month now my moods have improved um i was losing hair guys like legitimately losing hair because of so much stress my hair is starting to look fuller and thicker again you know like the day after I took this pill. I don't know if it was a placebo effect, but colors look brighter. I seriously really feel like colors look brighter. And, you know, I've, I've just been generally like a normalized, I feel healthy. Um, and I stand up for myself now. Like before I just let people walk right over me. I let people just say things about me and do things about, like just say things about me. And like, I'll straight up stand up like, hey, don't talk to me like that because you are trying to make me feel belittled and I don't deserve that. And I know you're better than that. You know, it's kind of like that. So I don't know. I maybe it's maybe it is a placebo effect. I don't know. All I know is that I feel better. And I just want to share that with you, because if you're going through a rough time, you're not alone. And it's cool to get help. So with that being said, that's the end of this episode. Thank you so much for for following me. I appreciate that. If you want to follow this podcast, we have a Twitter page at freezing nomad you can follow me at perfect nomad and be on the lookout for some future twitch streaming i have a schedule set up for next month i'm excited and thank you so much for listening you have a freaking fantastic week and enjoy your game time Bye bye
The Freezing Nomad podcast uses sound, music, and art from Blizzard Entertainment and no copyright infringement is intended. These items are used to commentate and entertain. The Freezing Nomad is not affiliated with Blizzard Entertainment and views and opinions belong strictly to The Freezing Nomad. You can find more info about The Freezing Nomad on Twitter at Freezing Nomad and you may email your questions to perfectnomad at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and see you in game.